Hey everyone, welcome to Unlikely to Apologize. I'm one of your hosts, Nikki. And I'm Heather, and my microphone almost just uh, fell off. We're just, just like dysfunctional. I just can't. So it's as you guys all know, we've been following us for a very long time. And you know, we say we have days or whatnot, but I feel like it's been two months. And not to bring up like grief and whatnot, like your grandmother and my dog. <laughs> and then just like dealing with all that and then just having again, random stuff that random, just random shit man but we promised you real and raw so here we are here we are guys I'm actually we're recording at nikki's house because i'm spending the night tonight because yep. i got legit terrified yeah, today like you were spooked today yeah so i will tell the story i guess so i have my husband's truck because my car is in the shop and he's been out of town so i've been driving his truck and he's actually headed back because he'll be home tomorrow night. But uh, Gavin and I went to Starbucks this morning and I parked, went in, placed my order and we were standing there waiting for a little while. And then it, I realized I had milk in the car. So I was like, oh crap, I need to go turn the air on or like, this is going to get ruined. So I go out to, we both walk out to the truck. I get in the truck. I turn it on and I'm like, Gavin, do you want to wait here? Or do you want to go in and wait for the drinks? Because normally what happens is he waits inside for Starbucks and I park in a spot where I can see the door mm -hmm. and he just comes out. So he was really weird about it today. I was like, no, I'll go in. I was like, okay. So I sat, got climbed up in the truck and I sat down and I watched him walk into um, back inside and I pick up my phone and you know, you can feel somebody staring at you. Yeah. I look up. And there's this man standing there, just staring, dead on staring at me. And it made me so uncomfortable. So I was like, well, let me put my, you know, my sunglasses on because when somebody's staring at me, I can't help, but like, look, like, oh, look. of course you gotta like, you gotta stare look. back. Like, is there something I would be pulling down the mirror. Is there something in my face? Did, yeah. Like so I was like, okay, maybe he's just like staring off into space and maybe it's not me, but he stood there for a really long time. And I guess he works with the company that empties the trash bins along the shopping center. That's what I wanted to ask you. So, so it's the shopping center wasn't Starbucks particularly. So it wasn't like a Starbucks employee. It wasn't a Starbucks employee. And again, I was trying not to stare, but you, I mean, he had on like a name tag. Couldn't tell you what right. it was. Um, and then he had on, um, I think a work shirt, but I couldn't see what the company name was. Anyway, so he takes the trash can out of the metal thing, dumps the trash into another bag and like sets it down on the sidewalk, mm -hmm. puts the, but like while he's doing this, he's doing it like staring at me. So he's not even like looking at what he's doing. He hasn't like broke the stare. Mm -hmm. And so now he's putting the can back in the metal thing. And I'm like, okay, but he's done. He's going to walk away. Well, he didn't. He put the bag down and I now notice him looking between me and the front door of Starbucks. So in my mind, I'm thinking, oh my God, he's looking for my kid. And so at one point I noticed the door to Starbucks open and I see Gavin and he starts to walk out and like all of a sudden like backs up and shuts the door and goes back inside. And I was like, that was really weird. But then I noticed the guy isn't looking at me anymore. He's now looking at the door. Mm -hmm. So after that happened, he walks over to another vehicle, a white vehicle. I don't know if it was a truck. I could only see like the top of it because there were other cars in the way and talking to somebody in the passenger side of this car, looking at the door to Starbucks because that car is parked directly in front of the door you walk in and out of. So now he walks back over to where he was standing and continues to stare at me. And now he's walking around the truck. So he goes around the front of the truck and like bends down. And then he comes around and he walks around to the back of the truck. And I'm like watching him in the rear view mirror. But while he's doing this, his eyes don't leave. Like he's still staring at me. So he's now watching me watch him. It was the most crazy, bizarre, scary thing I've ever experienced in my life. And so he's now on the passenger side of the truck. And I see Gavin like beeline it for me. And for whatever reason, I was like, I've got to record this because I just felt like something's going to happen to my kid and I want it on camera. And so Gavin now beelines it for me and I videoed Gavin's reaction. Of course, I didn't get the guy at all, but you can see in the video that I showed you, 
um, Gavin, like you could see his eyes darting like between me and clearly looking at something. Right. He, he, I could see that he was like, okay, I got to do this fast and get in the car. Yeah. And so he like, like, it, was like it was an awareness look. Like he was, it was weird. Yeah. I've never seen him be like that. And so he gets in the truck, he walked around the back of the truck to get in. And hindsight now, you probably shouldn't have walked around the back of the truck because I couldn't see him in the back of the right. truck because somebody was going to grab him. I mean, also, you can also do, you could do that. A hundred different ways. Yeah. And so he gets in the truck and the first thing he said is, what's wrong with that guy? Why is he staring at us? He's been watching us the whole time we're here. I tried to come out of the store a couple of times and I saw him and I'm like, I saw him see you. I saw you go back in. Anyway, I got the hell out of there. Um. And then I was like, I did that so wrong. Oh yeah, you've been stewing in all day. Yeah, and so we, and we were actually talk, we were talking we tried about, to so we we're talking about like the different situations and in my mind the way I work. So John actually made a funny comment because when I talked to him and I said that you were coming over and you're going to stay over, he's like, well, good thing she's aware because you you're not like she made like because I wouldn't be. I, and that's not true. I am, but I'm not. My mother is very very paranoid about things and because she is I've I've developed a way to not be because I like I don't want that trait like so paranoid where I wasn't allowed to do things when I was little like she just so I that part of my psyche maybe has kind of been turned off but that's not true because I've been in situations where okay this is uncomfortable and then there's the extreme uncomfortable and I'm always very much if I feel something is wrong I will go to some I put people in drunk tanks like on vacation if a man's like not bothering us like I've gone like in Black Island I say drunk tanks because that's what they call it like if you get harassed by like a guy or something you can go to the security guard and look at the cops and they send them to drunk tanks mm-hmm. um there was an incident down here on 6th street one of my friend my friend Sarah who used to live here has it's her birthday today happy birthday Sarah if you're listening I need to call her actually she should call her after this um we we it was her going away thing me and my uh, cat we were down there for drinks and there's this guy these bunch of guys came up to the table which is harmless right like just mm-hmm. some chit chat or whatever and they kept offering up to buy us shots and we at first we're like no no we're good and then because they were asking so much I was like let's just do one but I wanted to go to the bar yes and do it but they wouldn't allow us they had to bring it back to me that's immediately enough so after a while of like feeling it out like sarah got extremely uncomfortable mm-hmm. so we decided to just like yeah. bounce and on my way out i went to the bartender or the manager i forget where it was they had like some i forget where we were but they had like some booth where it was like security or something and i said that group of guys there's three of them over there i was like something's gonna happen i don't know if they're trying to roofie people i was like but they wouldn't let us go pick our own shots out they've been trying to like they were even like handing us our beers and like, we obviously clearly didn't touch them, right. but like, it was very much this, this very uh, aggressive yeah. behavior. Um, So it's not that I'm not aware. Like I just, I don't go there until I, I don't know the one. And, and that's part of what I struggled with today is like, I don't want to assume anything, mm-hmm. um, especially the worst in somebody. And I don't want to assume that they're like, Docking, but, but as women, we kind of have to. And I understand that. But it, this went on for a solid 15, 20 minutes. Which I'm also not to question your 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 steps or your reactions. I'm surprised you sat there that long. Well, Gavin was in the store. No, no like I would have been in the store and would have went to the manager and been like, hey, this guy's making me uncomfortable outside. Well, in hindsight, is I should never I should have actually went inside and not let my kid walk out by himself. I mean I wouldn't even think about it now. Yeah. Because yeah. I knew there was a vehicle right, right in front of the store and I knew there was a second person. Right. And again, this guy could have just been, this guy could have just know, been whatever staring off into space and I just happened to be there. Yeah. But he did not stop staring. And yeah. the thing is, is I feel like okay, sometimes I notice things and I said nothing to my kid. And he said something, and Gavin isn't one that's gonna yeah. be like I mean, the video, you had the video and he's the way that he takes that last glance, like he knew something wasn't, you could tell that he was uncomfortable. So I think what you should do, if you want to go back to a teaching moment with Gavin and just say, next time you see that, go, you know, if you're an adult, a manager, manager, you're inside the store, you see your mom's outside with this uncomfortable situation. And not that he did anything wrong either, but I think it's a good. No, but if something, and, and right now I'm thinking like, God, if something had happened, and I was filming it. Yeah. I didn't get out of the car to go to my 
No. Oh, and don't punish yourself for oh, that. Oh, goodness. No, but now don't. I'm like reliving that. No, like, but don't punish yourself for it because you're right. Because as women, quite honestly, we get, there's this line that you have to like walk, right? Like I always think about like my dad telling me, like, I think everybody is paying attention to me, right? Like that. I definitely like, I mean, but like, see what I look like. I mean, because I definitely don't think that I'm hot shit. That he was like, "Ooh, I need to get." That. I know, and I think that's not what women, this is. I, need to put, <laughs> I know, but I think as women, we we have to be modest in that sense to be like, "Okay, he's not looking at me." I mean, Shane's truck's really nice. He could have just been checking out the truck. He could have been checking out the truck, or I did have a child with me. Or, exactly. This could go. I don't think it's me. <laughs> Yeah, it could have gone in any different direction than what the motive of the staring was and the walking. That's the other thing. After walking around the truck once, if you did it a second time, that's it happened I, three times. Yeah. The second time for me, I would have been done. I like, but again, you also don't know what to do in this situation. Well, because, what do you do? Like you could have gotten out of the truck and just, you know, asked a question and that could have been a whole other we would maybe not be sitting here right now. Well that's what I said. Like I said to Gavin, like maybe I should have put the window down or I should have gotten out and been like, do you need something? Can I help you? Yeah. And he's like so he could have attacked you. Yeah. So then but again, as women, what do we do in that situation? I'm confrontational, so I probably would have put myself in a bad position. I feel like I wish I had had my taser so I could have gotten out with my taser yeah. and been like, what the freaking hell yeah. man? Yeah. You're scaring me. Yeah. Like whether and, he's and then that's a thing or not. Like when you're we were scaring me. Right. And when we were talking about it today, I was like, I can't really talk to what I would like. I didn't like I wasn't there. And I wish that I had videoed even part of it so you could see too bad the truck doesn't record. I know. Stuff, right? I, and and honestly, like I feel like I do, I, I, I am a person who does overreact and I am a person who gets anxious about things. You know, I listen to crime podcasts and all that stuff. And so of course. I always go to like worst case That's scenario. That's exactly what my mother is, which is but, why I think I have it turned off. And what I told Shane when I was here was, yes, in in the past, I have definitely like had all of that happen, but I've never been so scared that I left my house and refused to sleep there tonight right. because I'm by myself. Right. Because in my mind, I'm thinking to myself, well, if you have a license plate, you can figure out where somebody lives. Well, yeah. Or and then if you put the tracker on, so let's tracker? let's talk about what happened when you showed well, up. Well, I didn't even. Yes, Nikki, full on did a search for a tracker. Full on, so we called. So we called my husband. Well, I after you called me, I called my husband, and my John was like, "You can always bring it down to the police station, and they may be like that's the thing. They may be able to help. Who knows what the resources are? Who knows if they can even do trackers? So when you got here, or you called me and you were talking about it more, you said you couldn't get a hold of Shane. I called John back to it, just pulled in. So I was like, here, talk to John. So after he talked to you um, and you handed the phone back to me, he told me what to do. So here I am, guys. I have these little lace short son and I'm on all fours underneath this truck. And John's explaining to me what I should look for. And the other thing I've read, so in my due diligence as a female, when AirTags first came out, we're kind of like turning this into a safety awareness episode, which is totally fine. When AirTags first came out, that was one of the biggest ways to add trackers to women's cars. There's all these things on Facebook mm -hmm. because you can just put them on a magnet and you can throw them on a truck. So first thing I did, and, and if anybody who's listening, here are some tips from my lovely husband of mine. If you are worried about trackers, AirTags most popular, the easiest to hide. They're so small. They're literally the size of a quarter and they can be attached to a magnet, maybe not a magnet or something that's magnetized that can stick to the car. On our phones, we have an app called Find My Friends. In that, there's a thing called devices. And in the devices, if you click the plus button, it'll help you scan any devices in your area. It takes a couple minutes. And the reason I know this works is John bought air tags for the dogs because they love to go, they love to go on joy runs um, if the fence is open. So so long as an iPhone is next to the air tag, it will ping. So you will know that it's there. So if you sat in my house right now and put yours on, you would probably see my earbuds, my Apple iWatch. Like you would be able to search the devices that are near you. The second thing you could do that he had me do was check the Bluetooth. So I turned the Bluetooth off on my phone and then I sat in the back, not sat in the back, but I stood behind your truck yeah. and I turned the Bluetooth back on and I waited. And the first thing that came up was a Bluetooth device that was labeled MISC, miscellaneous. And then I got an alert to pair to it. Okay. So that means something's in, I think Bluetooth is 20 feet. Something's in 20 feet. 
So I turned it off, walked over to John's truck, turned it back on, got nothing. It's like, okay, walk back to your truck, turn it back on. Now I was getting people's TVs. I wasn't mm. getting them my ass or miscellaneous one anymore. And John, John gave the okay. He's like, I think I'm okay with that. Like if it was there or if it was that close to you, it would have showed up again. It could have just been my neighbor's house. Yeah. There were people outside. Too. Yeah. And then they went in right yeah. after I was done. So just as, as a safety, if you guys ever feel that you can do, do these things and they will show you the devices that are near you. Okay. Um, or at least that you're, you're supposed to be able to ping the way that the Apple locator works. You're supposed to be able to ping on different devices. Mm-hmm. So like if the dogs ever get lost, I can't necessarily look for them. It's not GPS, but if somebody okay. phones, somebody has their phone out and pings their location, then I can see the location. So what benefit would it have for this man to put something onto like an air tag onto my vehicle if it's not a tracker? Because you have a cell phone that would ping the location. That's that's how air tags work. You so, don't have to own you don't have to own it to know the location. Right. So what I'm trying to figure out is okay, so we're at Starbucks mm-hmm. and he let's just say he did put a tracker on my car and it pings to my phone or whatever location and I leave. Mm-hmm. I'm now gone because he didn't follow me. He was yeah. still so the way that it works is so how would he find me tonight? Perfect at example. Okay. Penny got out uh, last week, the, mm-hmm. the day after we put tabs down. So I'm crying. Oh, gosh. Yes, a mess. And I'm like, and John's on flight. So I'm erratic because I already lost one dog. Now I lost right. another. You can imagine what I was going through. And I finally, he gets through. I think he, oh, he had his text on, on the flight. And I was like, can you ping the air tag so I know where Penny is? And he goes, I can't. She has to be near a cell phone in order to get the location. Okay. So if you're sitting in the truck, you give service. I don't know if that's technical. That makes term. sense. So if I'm in, if, if the truck is in my driveway and I'm in my house. Yes, that's enough radius to ping the air tag to give it a location. Mm-hmm. That's why like people lose their keys. They use air tags for losing their keys. Mm-hmm. So long as you're near a cell phone, oh, the location right. can be seen. So he couldn't find Penny because she was clearly wasn't here because she was right. running around with like a fucking pig and shit. So they're not using actual trackers. No, it's not a GPS tracker. It just uses basically your Bluetooth. So if I ping. turned off my Bluetooth on my phone, it wouldn't ping it. That's a good question because probably, but you don't want to you think of all the devices you use Bluetooth for. Well, right. But I'm saying if I'm home and I think somebody's putting you something probably, on my, yeah, you turn like it my off. neighbors have cell phones. Yeah. I mean, I don't know the radius. That's something, ladies and gentlemen, we are not experts, but it is something you can Google. Um, But just to explain to you, because I know a lot of women don't know these things. And the only reason I know them is because of John. See, and I didn't even freak out so much about that. My thought is the license plate's not hard to remember. All you have to do is go into a thing and put in. Right. And you can find her address. Are license plates public? I didn't think they were. I don't know, but I know when I You know what's public is taxpayer information. Well, we so, don't own a house. We rent. Yeah. So I don't think you would be able. But when I go through like a toll road, it takes a picture of my license plate and I get a bill. So how public mm. is it for me to get somebody's license plate? Mm. If I mean, like, obviously, cops I mean, I used to do litigation and we found out everything. Well, that's I'm saying. Like, I know I know cops have a service, like a right. software. Detectives have services. I mean, come on. If you're a criminal, do you? You've got to have tool. Let's talk about criminalization. Like I literally spent three years of my life where I was, people were trying to scam me because they got my phone number from somebody's breach of privacy and they were calling my family, my people I used to live with. Like there's ways to do it. I feel like, right. If, if, if you're a criminal, you have ways of getting what you want. Right. Yeah. So if this man wanted the truck, if this man wanted me, if I he mean, wanted he can look at the truck and be like, ooh, I wonder what's at the house. I'm just saying, yes. You know, so John gets on me. That's, yes. John gets on me too, because I do buy nothing, the buy nothing groups. For anybody here in Austin, if anybody doesn't do buy nothing, buy nothing is, I don't know if anybody remembers Free Cycle, but buy nothing, you post like things that you want to give away for free and people want to pick them up. You just leave it on your porch. You leave it on your porch. John gets upset with me. He's like, you're giving our address out. I was like, yeah, but this is like a community. Like I've gone to other people's right. houses. 
And he's always like, yeah, but people are going to like, not that we have a lot, you know, you know what I mean? People are going to say, oh, that's like, but they're like my neighbors. Like we have to take a survey before you enter the group, like where you live and all Yeah, that. but I mean, like I've entered surveys for like our neighborhood and you just put in an address. They don't verify that you actually- I guess that's true. Good. I did have somebody reach out to me once and ask me if somebody was actually in my neighborhood because they were like worried that that person wasn't. Oh my gosh. Yeah. See, so. so I don't know. I feel like if you're a bad person or you're a criminal, you're not following the rules, right? Like right. you're not abiding by- the laws no i mean of course not <laughs> and you have ways of getting information to get what you want and so that's my thought is oh my gosh he's got our license plate he can get our address right because the truck is registered to the address that we live at no. that we're renting i mean we don't own it mm -hmm. but it's still the address like the toll bills come addressed to us there well now so, that we just turned into a true we just turned into a true crime <laughs> podcast um, long story short we started to record this two hours ago yeah i was at home and we started talking about this and i was like hold i'm coming over i can't stay here yeah. and i've never ever in my life been so scared from something that happened that i didn't stay at my house mm -hmm. so so yeah be aware, ladies. Be and aware. Advocate for yourself. And advocate because that's what we're talking about. That is what we're we were actually we're supposed, supposed to, to be talking about. Talking about is advocating um, for yourself, but I also feel like that's part of it. If you're scared, say something. Say something. Say something. Say something. It's so it's such yes. a dumb sentence. And like, I didn't. I saw something and I didn't say something. I called Starbucks. You called that. me and what did I say to you? Go. Yeah. I said go talk to Starbucks. I called them on my way here and they did not care. Yeah. I mean, it's four or five hours later, right? She did not care. She said, I'm sorry that happened to you. Not, oh my gosh, there was no yeah. anything, but I was the only one that called and complained. So, so maybe it's not. I like to think that it's in my head, but yeah. I feel like things have been in my head before and I've been able to like talk myself out of right. being upset about it. Right. And there is no way to talk myself out of what happened because right. my kid was scared. Right. And here's the thing, and not to bring up this, but one of the things that John said is like, maybe, maybe it was an equal opportunity type employee, right? Right. Who just doesn't have the social cues or social that's norm. Fine. And that's why that's part of the, but that's why I don't say anything. Right. That's why I didn't go in and, and cause a scene. That's why I didn't call the police. And nobody said anything about causing a scene. But I'm just saying that's know, why I didn't. Yeah. Because if I'm wrong, mm -hmm. what happens to this person? Right. And again, if I was truly scared, would I have gotten out of the car to escort my kid to the car? Because I know people are going to hear that and be like, you just let him walk to the car by himself. And you know what I did? And I'm beating myself up over it now because I don't think you should. there are so many things that I could have and should have done. But I also me. don't think that you felt that much in danger. See, and then that's what I think. Like if I really felt I in feel danger, like, like a mama I, cub. I don't right? feel like I was in danger in the moment. I feel like it was really weird and creepy. But after the fact, being like, how easy is it for you to find where I live? Right. But here's and the thing. Now we are it's so easy to dramatize right. stories or situations after the fact. Right. You could have been sat in it. And the fact I'm gonna say this, honestly, the fact that you didn't get out of the car to go get Gavin shows me that you weren't as scared yes as you might be feeling now because now you've sat with it right yeah now that that uncomfortableness is now expanding and you're like oh my god what did he do or Why what could have happened what could have happened but in that moment honestly because i know you and i know how you are with gavin if you truly felt something was going to happen to him you would have gotten out of that car or the truck yeah. Like, so that let, let's take that as a peace of mind that right. we're fine tonight and nobody's coming to my house because that's where the truck that's where the truck is now i'm now in Nikki's house, which i called my husband and i was like well now if if something tracker gps whatever i'm now not even at my house i'm now putting somebody else so he told me you just go to your parents house and i'm thinking to myself oh my gosh yeah. who should i just go home i've got a shotgun at the yeah. house i mean yeah <laughs> I mean, I told you, come here, we got glass break, we got door openers, I got the dogs, like, I was telling you earlier, sometimes the dogs go crazy, like, I mean, I've, just like Heather, John's been gone too, so we've literally been living the single life, well, I say single life, not single life, but single wife life. And I don't like it. <laughs> oh, I've been, nope. up until last nope. night, I was fine. Nope, Shane left last Friday. He's You've been, been having more tough. 
You've having more of a tough time than I do not. I do not care for it. I don't like it. I don't enjoy it. I hate when he's gone. I haven't slept more than a few hours. Mm -hmm. And then this happened today. And I was like, I, I, I foresee my, my future tonight would have been sitting in the corner of my room, facing my bedroom door with a shotgun aimed at the door. (laughs) No, I would have been my, honestly, last night, John and I both said it. We both were like, He's like, I miss you. I was like, I miss you. I was like, I think that's the first time we said it to each other. Not that we don't love each other, guys. We love each other to the moon and back, but we like our space. Sometimes, you know what? Sometimes it's nice yeah. to have space. So in, and in, I cannot sleep without my husband. So I haven't been able to sleep up until Sunday night after our concert. We haven't even talked about the concert. <gasps> There's so much going on, I ladies and like, gents. You know, I hijacked today's mm-hmm. episode. It's totally fine. But Sunday night, I told John, was the first night I slept through the night in since since we put tasks down. That was the first night that I was able to actually sleep. And I don't know what it was. I'm probably exhausted. I think I was just meant to, I mean, think about it. I was in Nashville. I didn't yeah. sleep in Nashville. Um, and then that's just Monday night, so I had one night to spend with John between Nashville and when he left. Oh, yeah. And I know he wanted to, like, hang out and, like, you know. Sexy time. Maybe a little sexy time. And he wakes me up at 8 o'clock. He's like, oh, is this how we're spending our night together? You're just going to be passed out on the couch. And when I say passed out, I was like. <laughs> like, <laughs> no like rolled down my face. I was so exhausted. But I literally went through the whole thing with Taz. Which got on, on its own is emotionally draining. Oh, and so even if you were sleeping, yeah, the, the, the emotional draining that that does yeah. to you, there's no way. You would. Yeah, no. And I went to Nashville. I, I, I told my sister, because I talked to her Friday morning, because I got to Nashville on Thursday. She was like, how was your night? My flight was delayed a little bit. And I told her, I go, I cried so hard in that hotel room. Like, because here's the thing. I love, I love my husband. And I'm not going to get into details about everything that happened with Taz and how his reaction was and whatnot but he was my rock but he's uncomfortable with seeing me like that yes and it's not uncomfortable in a bad way just because I to him I'm this I'm this strong doesn't give a shit like very much does, I never shed a tear like I'm not he, he doesn't said, know what to do with you when you yeah cry. and he said to me because people were like I called you for the flowers Haley called me I was crying and I was like everybody I'm making everybody cry he goes you're making everybody cry because you don't cry Right. Like I was in yeah. a moment. And so he too, in the 17 years that we've been together, doesn't know how to handle me. So I actually, in my own like grief and needing to cry, wouldn't cry in front of him because I knew it was, and this is not anything on him. He just doesn't know what to do. Whereas I cry all the time. So my husband's like, it's weird if I don't cry. Yeah. So, Whereas yeah. John, I didn't because he cried, he cried when I cried. Like it's like a thing. Yeah um so oh, I cry all the time yeah so I I held in for like two I knew I was leaving on Thursday I knew I was gonna be with my friend like my one of my best friends yeah but and her flight got delayed so it was just me when I say I cried so hard so hard that night but I woke up and I felt better right, right. and it's now yeah it was released and I didn't cry that whole weekend and then I got back home Monday I didn't cry um John left on Tuesday so I was texting my sister all week and I was like all right. And now I have triggers. Triggers are when I come back from a walk or I come back from into the house, he's not at the front door waiting right. for me. I grabbed three treats instead of two treats. So I was having all these triggers all week. And then finally, like Thursday, I want to say Thursday, I didn't cry. Yeah, I didn't cry. Friday, I cried. Didn't cry all weekend. Mm-hmm. Saturday when you got the notification. <sighs> You did in the truck a little no, bit. No, fuck Nesta. Can we talk about that for a minute? Yeah, so you did so, a little bit. but you, I cried you, in the car, but I pulled it in. So just so anybody knows, I like lost my phone Memorial Day weekend, so I had to get a new phone. So there's a bunch of apps that I forgot to log into. So we had a dog sitter for the Brooks and Dunn concert. that we Which was set. amazing. Amazing. So I have not logged in since the day that we put Taz down in the first, I'm going to cry again, the first <laughs> screenshot that I saw, because it was updating, is Taziana's bed. So like I took yes. a double take almost because I'm supposed to see real time. So just to let you all know, sign into your apps, guys. It took a second for it to update as well because you kept seeing it. I kept seeing it and I realized too, I had filters on. Um, cause remember I was complaining cause John was getting like, all like the notifications. they was getting all the notifications. 
So I had a filter on that would just show, um, I think it was like motion. Mm -hmm. So because it wasn't seeing anything else, it's stuck on the last like motion alert. Got it. Yeah. So, um, but I'm also grateful and this is going to sound so morbid because if I want to, I can go back to that day and see him laying. Oh, you bed. said that you were going to screenshot it and yeah. you didn't. I didn't. Yeah. Now, now we're, <laughs> we're fine. We're fine. So this was supposed to be not this episode, but I feel like it's a really good segue into our July series we're doing, which yes. is going to be very different. So we can, while you pull it together <laughs> over there, we pull it together. We are, we have one more interview going up next week. And then we are going to start our little summer month long series um, where we kind of just grab some wine, maybe a cocktail. I think we've toyed with the idea of making so drinks for you I guys. I think we're going to, what we were calling it is um, cocktail chats or coffee and cocktail chats. I think we're going to ditch the coffee and just do cocktails. So it be cocktails. So the idea is. Uh, we're going to do two segments. Tuesdays will be good news. Some good news where Heather will bring us some good news stories and probably make me cry because here we are. Um, <laughs> and then on Thursdays, I would like to do a segment called Should I Apologize? And I'm going to post I'm going to post this week. And what this is, is you can anonymous, anonymously submit stories to Heather or I, it doesn't have to be me, it doesn't have to be unlikely to apologize, it could be Heather too, like it, it could be any of us. And we will take your story, and we'll read it and on the podcast, and me and Heather will discuss. And here's the thing, guys, you have the perfect opportunity because me and Heather do not think alike. <laughs> we're, as as great as we get along, we are wildly different. Wildly in different. so many ways yeah. and so many like different beliefs. Yes. And how we handle situations and how we think about things. Yes. So if you would like to know. And it could be like you had an argument with a friend and, you, you know, they put you in a position where you didn't feel comfortable with and you may have reacted a certain way. And now they're confronting you on how you reacted. And your question, like, do I apologize for the behavior or do I stand my ground? Anything like that. And it doesn't have to be necessarily, should I apologize? But maybe you just have a story of a conflict in your life. Mm-hmm. where you just want us to kind of talk about it. Yes. And I love this. I think it'll be, and this is one of my favorite it's an interactive, it's an interactive segment where we yeah. can actually have interactions where people submit things to us and right. we in real time, which if we get it by Wednesday, right. It'll so, go up that week, but anything after, you know, 5 PM on the Wednesday would be the following week. Right. So what we'll do is we're going to post, um, in our stories, well, we're going to make this announcement probably this week with our new our new logo for the summer. Our cute little summer series. Yeah, our statement. summer series that we're doing. And then, um, yeah. Oh, God, I'm burping up one. Sorry, guys. Well, yeah, so we initially were going to call it coffee or cocktail chat because we were like, if we're drinking coffee, it'll be kind of like a... Well, because we talk about, like, we do morning good news and we'll yeah. share it. And then Thursday. So the other thing with the cocktails, too, is that I'm going to come up with a cocktail. And then... I'm going to go live and show you how to make the cocktail. And then now that I said it, I have to do it. Yes. But I think it would be really funny because Nikki, well, I, I bartended at one point too, but I was not a good bartender and Nikki has as well, but I feel like Nikki is a way. Well, I also own a bar. I own a bar and I bartended for 10 years. I think it'd be really fun. We'll go live in stories, I guess on Instagram. So you can watch us both. So that's what we're going to do too. So we're giving away too much right now. It'll be fun. It'll be fun because we're going to, we're going to make some drinks, which means you got to come over like every, Thursday. every week. Yeah. And it'll be really funny to watch me. I'm not good at, it'll be fun. It should be entertaining. Give you guys a little bit of glimpse into us. Yeah. So you get to see a little bit on the side note, because I don't think anybody ever gets to see us. I mean, they hear us talking, but like I know. We kind of our interactions bit- are. I know we took over San Antonio this weekend. With Brooks and we Dad. tried to do some stories this weekend, um, but I don't feel comfortable. Okay, I mean, I guess I'll say I don't want to go in stories because I hate my body, oh, and I, I don't hate want I don't want people to see me right now. I feel like once, and here I am, like once I 
lose five pounds. Once I lose 10 pounds, then I'll go. But I feel like you're putting your life on. I feel like you're putting your life on hold because you're thinking that way. And that's not fair to you. So we had this conversation this weekend. Yeah. Nikki's like, we need to be in stories. And I'm like, well, you can be in stories, but I don't want to be. That's why I don't want to be in stories, guys. That's why. Now, I think that we live in a very body positive movement right now where they want, listen, we have fans because they love you for your, for your voice and your advice. So. But I feel like they listen for you. (laughs) (laughs) So you can't say they listen for me. Oh no, we can't have this conversation online right now. No, I do think that you feeling that way puts things on hold. Right. But I did want to address it because it was something we talked about. It was something we talked about. And it's something that I struggle with. So I feel like we try to say we'll be honest and real. And that's, that's why you don't see me on stories. I'm working on it. I know. I know. But I hate that it's so tied to body image. It's just not feeling comfortable in my body. Also true. And I'll be the first person to say, if you don't feel comfortable, don't do it. So here I am, flipping my mouth. Forcing me to do it. <laughs> because people want to see you. I they know. love us. All right. So we're, we've are we been a little bit. We're like, all over the place. But let's take a minute and talk about Chelsea. Oh. And then we'll talk about Liz. So Chelsea. Chelsea. Everything she went through. on I have to say. I have I know, I'm going to ask her back. It, she's coming back pregnant and we're going to bring her on this fucking show. Well, we don't know that she's pregnant. So don't say no, she's, I don't know if she is. She's the last, we left it as she didn't know what she was, she do. was doing, but she was working on it. So we're going to have decided she doesn't want a baby, which is totally want, fine, but I want her back. She's got to come back at the end of the summer. We need her to be our first interview back. Yes. So let's talk about Chelsea. So we're talking about advocating this now, for those of you who, who've listened, Chelsea, I am like best friends with her brother. Like, yeah. And it, and it's really John and Jay are best friends. And I just was the plus one in the relationship. But Jay and I also have our own relationship. And Chelsea and I have never really like hung out. We've talked, we've, you know, she's reached out to me when I had all my endo stuff. And when we were doing this podcast, I always had her in mind, but I knew there were things because Jay would give me a little bit here right. and there. And being friends with you and having a best friend that kind of went through similar situations, it's very awkward to ask a woman, hey, do you want to come tell, tell your story? all the juicy details, right? all the shit you went through. Right. And one of the things that she said to me when I asked her was, I think it would help me. Right. And and that's one of the things like we talk about when we talk about women, I know some of this can be repetitive when we share our stories, right? Because we try to relate to our guests. So we want to share a part of it. But a lot of these women come on the show to discuss those things. And it is a part of their healing because they're, they get a time to reflect and go, oh, fuck. I'll say when I did my story, I didn't realize how much I've actually been through. Well, and it's, it's, you tell your story here and there, Mm -hmm. but they're sitting down from start to finish, right? So it's, it's reliving the entire story at one time. So it's not just telling my story. It's because I've done it. I've shared, but I've never sat until I even did it. Right. Like I go from point A to point Z at once. I mean, for me, just the 22 years, like I never gave that number. Like it was always like, oh, for the last 11 years, but Mm -hmm. in reality, until I sat down, like I've been dealing with this since I was 12, 13, 14 years old, like. All those things that led up to those, like, and I know, and I'm looking back at it now when you interviewed me for the story, <coughs> excuse me, guys, I slept with the air conditioner in front of my face at the hotel room. Oh, that's right. So, um, but looking back at it now, I never gave too much credit to the beforehand stuff that I went through. It was right. always the last 11 years. <clears throat> and I was a little upset because, not upset. But when I went back and listened to the story, I gave more time to the beginning than I gave to the end. And I think it's because I feel like I've been more vocal towards the end, but I didn't. I never, you never heard the beginning. Like you were, you were shocked to hear things from me when I told you at 14 years old, I was dealing with this. So as much as I was like, all right, because you kept asking me in my interview to talk about 
like these things, which is fine. But at the end of the day, like I look back at it now, I was a little upset. I didn't do it, but I also never, and it was the first time that I acknowledged that me as a adolescent, a preteen was dealing with this. Well, because you were told it was other things. Yeah. Which I feel like a lot of people in the beginning of their um, journeys were told a lot of things in the beginning, right? Like it's not this, it's this, it's not this, it's this. Oh God, yeah. Uh, I mean, and and the the different experiences that Chelsea had with with her different fertility doctors, even the one thing that I don't know, I'm sure people heard how flabbergasted I was in the episode where they're like, they didn't even check for endometriosis, like they knew it was in her chart, right? Like, well, why would that be your first step? But and she even said she's like, I didn't even think also true to mention it, but. You shouldn't have to. You shouldn't have it's to. in your chart. You would think that they would have looked mm-hmm. at it and been like, okay, it's not this. But that's kind of, I feel like, where the advocating for yourself comes from, right? Like, if you know something, and I, I don't advocate for myself, obviously. Like, I, I know. I think one of our first really... conversations when we first met each other, we were talking about medication. I was like, did you research your side effects? And you're like, no. no. Don't ask questions. I just oh, do no. what I'm told. Yeah. Um, and I have always, until recently, you know, I gained. 80 pounds after, you know, the miscarriage and throughout this process. And I went to a doctor and said, I can't lose weight. I'm really struggling. I feel this way. I feel this way. And they put me on depression and anxiety medication. And that was it. And I left there and I was like, this isn't right because this isn't, how is this going to help my weight gain? I'm not sleeping at night, all these things. And we had a friend who went to the doctor that, you know, you go now to the functional medicine doctor. And I went and had all this lab work done. And it's like, your cortisol levels are through the roof. You have adrenal fatigue. Oh God, I love her. Can we shout her out? Yeah, I'm, I need to make an appointment. So Jennifer Crude at Wiseman Family Practice is absolutely amazing. She actually listens. She listens and she doesn't push any. That is what I love she, about her. She's the first, the first time that I ever truly advocated for myself in the medical sense Mm -hmm. was when I went to see her and I said, this is what I've been dealing with. Please don't come back and tell me that everything looks normal Mm -hmm. because clearly something's wrong. Right. And she did. She's, I mean, like I said, my cortisol levels, when I wake up in the morning, are through the roof. I've got adrenal fatigue. Um, I've got thyroid issues. I've got anything. I mean, there's a whole long list of yeah, and she Probably. was the first person I went back and I love Dr. Cowan. I I like I have nothing but like I give him the world if I can because he helped me so much. Right. Well, because he listened to you. Yes. And I went back though, he never tested it's not his job though, right? He was a gynecologist. She was the first person, and I look back and I have my records from back when I was 26, 27, 28 years old. No doctor tested me for antibodies which is the Hashimoto's mm-hmm. I got tested for thyroid Jennifer was the first woman or, or now I'm saying well, first doctor to go I'm going to test you for everything so this whole time I'm thinking I'm my thyroid's fine so who's my mom said this and I love my mother but she's one of those people like what if your symptoms were escalated because you were thyroid function wasn't truly there so it wasn't just the endo well yes so with the thyroid thing, um, we had a miscarriage. Well, if your thyroid level isn't where at a certain, there is, there is a quote unquote normal thyroid level that Western medicine says is normal. Then there is for fertility purposes, what it needs to be. And then for functional medicine, what it needs to be. I actually, so Jennifer tested my thyroid level. So I was going to interrupt. I love how her results tell you what it should be. So like when you look at the paperwork, well, but if you Google, so I had my thyroid tested after my miscarriage. Like mm-hmm. I, I have had my thyroid tested throughout this whole process. Did you do anything? And hold on. If you look at my thyroid levels, they've been consistently the same, which is hypothyroidism, which my levels for carrying a baby healthy to term would, wouldn't be what like I'm over. Right. So I had, so like you said, like they never tested you. Well, they did test me and every doctor told me my thyroid was normal. And then she was like, no, no. It, it's, it's quote unquote normal for what a doctor is going to tell you it's normal, but to carry a baby. Yeah. No. Right. 
and for you to lose weight, like a functioning thyroid, like, no, you're not normal. So I've had these little moments where I'm like, cause after, of course, after having a hysterectomy, I had a little bit of regret. Like, should I have done that? Was I supposed to do that? Was I supposed to do that? And then when my mom said that's should I have done that? And I, yes, here's the thing. We all know my back pain is gone. And right. we all know that that was because of the uterus. Like that was pushing on my sciatica. That was, like, I don't think me having no gluten or anything would have fixed that, right? Like for, for the most part, I wasn't eating gluten, right? Right. Because I was doing the keto thing. But it's just amazes me. And this is where Liz and Chelsea were very, and I, I have to talk about Liz too, because Liz, who was literally three weeks from pregnancy, right? Delivery. 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 Delivering three weeks from delivery. Sorry, wrong term. Drinking wine, guys. It's been a day. Um, just change doctors. And I told her in her episode that I wouldn't have done that. You said it. You're but, like, I wouldn't have done but, it. But but she was what like was the outcome. The outcome would have been uh, a very stressful delivery. Yeah. She would have been unhappy. She would have, been, and and stress during a delivery isn't what you want. So she was able to know what she wants. The wanted. fact that she walked away, like for me, I know I'm a strong-willed, and I do my research, but I can't imagine being that close. And this is where I love Liz. I've known her for a very long time, but this is where I like in awe of her. Oh my gosh, yeah, because. As strong-willed and as as thick-headed as I am, I can't tell you sitting here I being have. that close to delivery. And I told her I wouldn't have. That I would be able to But you to know what? It. She did what she needed to do. Yeah. And I could never have, have done that. And right. I think that's so amazing to know what you want and to be like, I won't settle for anything right. less. And I I freaking like she is the queen of advocating for yourself oh god yeah like if that that yes she is the queen and she's still doing it she's helping other women um she just tagged me in something on facebook about how debris hospital in connecticut is doing away with their midwife program so nobody can nobody is allowed to have midwives anymore so what she went through by getting a midwife and helping she couldn't do now yeah and people are reaching out to her because she's been so vocal about it so here's the thing, ladies and gents, and I say gents because I'm so, I'm so excited that we have a gentleman listener. Um, if it doesn't feel right, it probably isn't. It probably isn't. You could say the same thing about anything, right? Like you could say that about the situation I experienced today. If it's right. not right, if something feels not right, it probably isn't. So, but I want to but take with- this a step further. When it comes to your health, I know they're doctors. And I'm, listen, I'm not going to say that doctors don't deserve Right, because they've been to school. They I've known some pretty great doctors. I've known some pretty great doctors. But it's it. The thing is, is what I want to say about that is, it's not that they're wrong. It's that you need to find a doctor or um, whatever. It could be anybody where you align with the same vision and right. The same and goal, that's right? where Liz was at. Right? So right. So like, if I, you know, and and Liz was very vocal about like the C section thing. I was one of those people. I went to my doctor. I wanted a C-section. Mm-hmm. I, I, if it was me, I said so, in the episode, if it was me, cut it out. Yes. So <laughs> I, I, and I had a C-section with my son. It ended up being an emergency C-section. But when we went, before we had our miscarriage and we were pregnant again, I didn't want a vaginal birth. I wanted another C-section. And so my doctor, like I, we were aligned in that. Right. Whereas Liz never wanted a C-section. She didn't want to do it again. Mm-hmm. And so she needed to find somebody. So it's not that this doctor's wrong and this doctor's right. It's that this doctor doesn't match with what I want. And this, and we need, you need a partnership. It's yes. a partnership. And it's That's, the same thing when, when, when I was going through my story and having that doctor was trying to push medicine on me. And then I found a doctor who was like, Hey, we're going to take baby steps. You know, we're not going to jump into the hysterectomy. We're not going to jump into how about we do this? Like it's finding somebody, Jennifer, another example, like I want to help you not have to have that hysterectomy. Right. Let's go through all these obstacles because they work. So I did keto. I did a food sensitivity test, everything that we can imagine. Yeah. So what we're trying to say again, ladies and gents is it's okay to question. It's okay to feel it's not okay to feel, but if you feel that you are not getting the care, the standard of care in which you believe to be true, 
Right. And again, everybody's different. So your definition of what that looks like and my definition of what that looks like is going to be very different. Right. But you want a doctor that can, that can change into those roles. You want a doctor who is going to align with your beliefs and that's it. That's it. You you deserve that. You're paying for it. And that's what, that's what, when I say advocate for yourself, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying like, know what you want and I just find somebody who aligns with that right I just have to use this as an analogy and it's so stupid but you want to go back to the same hairdresser who didn't listen to you the first time and mess up your hair or your nails or your nails you don't go back to that person why would you go back to the same doctor and on that note (laughs) I feel like this episode went on forever forever but I hope you guys enjoyed the banter because we haven't had a bantery type of episode in a while so on that note you can find us on Instagram at unlikely to apologize podcast. You can slide into our DMs. If you know anybody that wants to share their story or their journey, please send them our way. One of the ways that you can do that is via email at hello at unlikely to apologize. And also October is women owned. Oh, women owned small or women, women owned small business month. So we are lining up local um, business owners also come across the country, but we are doing some focus in Austin. But if you know anybody or you have a small business and you would like to get it out there, we're doing these 20 minute segments of 20 to 30 minute segments, I should say. Right. I don't think we've determined that yet, but okay. I guess it'll be 20 to 30 minutes, 20, 30 minutes or an hour, depending on how long the conversation goes, where you can showcase what you do. And we're not limiting this. So what would be really cool is if we had somebody every weekday yeah for October so that would be about roughly 20 women mm-hmm. if we could feature 20 women on October that would be phenomenal right and if you're listening and you don't have a small business but you have a friend that does send them our way again. or if you just have a story you want to share yeah send it out oh I'm public again I got over the whole well, oh the whole pocket like, why did you go yeah, it's, it's already out there we it's can't take it out yeah, it's if you up. don't know what we're talking about, somebody stole Nikki's pictures and created a click this link for more. Yeah, and it's yeah, we don't know what it is because we don't click this link for more. And Instagram won't take and Instagram won't <laughs> take it down because they think it's real. So yeah, so that's why she went yeah private. So as always, everyone, thank you for listening. Leave us a rating. Please go on iTunes and leave us a rating and review. Positive only. Um, <laughs> that is the only way. If for... you have some criticism, please slide into our DMs or email us and let us know. Yeah, don't put it on iTunes. <laughs> um, but that is the only way for um, our ratings to go up and up and up so other people can find us. Yeah. So on that note, have a great week. Everyone. Yeah, I'm going to drink some wine while I try to forget about the creepy man yeah. Starbucks. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make you watch that bonding episode or series on netflix because it's hilarious oh that's another thing we do netflix shows to watch anyways all right we'll, let you, we'll let you go we rambled enough all right <laughs> bye everyone bye very phone sexy the way you just said that we're still recording <laughs>